Well, what brings you joy? Unbridled, passionate joy. Uh, I'm guilty of going slightly insane whenever Australia beats New Zealand in the rugby. But that's not really joy, is it? That's more exhilaration. Um, What brings you joy? Watching your kids uh, or your grandkids growing up? Visiting your best friend? Going out to dinner with your wife or your husband? Going on holidays with family and friends? Uh, Talking on on the phone to that close friend who now lives overseas? What brings you joy? Because the bit of the Bible that we're thinking about this morning is all about joy. There's lots of things that cause us to rejoice and in Romans 5 we learn that we're to find joy in God. We rejoice in God himself. And this important idea, it shapes the way we think about all sorts of things. It shapes the way we think about that spare five minutes that you didn't think you'd get in the day. So let me read to you from Romans 5 and the verse that we're considering this morning is verse 11. Romans 5 verse 11. Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've now received reconciliation. Now, the main idea in this verse is that we rejoice in God. But before we think about why we rejoice in God and how we might do that, we need to first clear up what rejoicing in God is. Uh, And on your outline, if you're following on the outline, we're up to point 2A. Now, to rejoice in God is to delight in him. To rejoice in God is to enjoy him. It's to boast and delight and take pleasure in God. It's to love him and praise him and to be excited with him. To rejoice in God is to take delight in who God is. Let me try and illustrate it for us. Hopefully in your life, uh, you've had someone who's very special to you, a close friend, a, a companion, a family member, Think back to a time when they were coming to visit you. You hadn't seen them for some time. Uh, You always look forward to catching up with them. doesn't matter how long it's been. You can always just pick up where you left off. It's as if they were never apart. And today's the day they're coming. And as you wait for the hours to slowly whittle by, uh, you find yourself waiting at the door. You do some last-minute cleaning around the house, and every time you walk past the front window, you, you glance out. Have they arrived yet? You're impatient as you anticipate being reunited with them and you're filled with joy when they finally arrive. Joy is that emotion of delight. It's that feeling of wonder when being with someone so close to you. And it's this sort of joy that Paul's talking about here in verse 11. It's rejoicing in God himself, delighting in God. And we have every reason to do it. Uh, Just like the bridegroom standing at the front of the church building waiting for his bride to walk down the aisle. We have every reason to rejoice in God. And Paul gives us lots of reasons. We're up to point 2b. So let's have another look at verse 11. Because right at the beginning of the verse, Paul lets us know why we rejoice in God. Verse 11. Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've now received reconciliation. The reason for our rejoicing in God is found in those little words right at the beginning of the verse, not only is this so. You see, Paul's just been speaking about some majestic things in the previous verses. He's catalogued this vast array of the goodness of God to us. We've thought about some of it over Easter. And Paul says, not only is all this so, 
but we also rejoice in God. We don't stop with receiving God's goodness, we move on to rejoice in Him. And the, re- the reasons that Paul gives us for rejoicing in God is all these things that he's already said about Him. So what, what has Paul been saying in verses 1 to 10? Well, let's take a quick look. It's a great read. Skip back to verse 1. Skip back to verse 1. Have a look at it. Verse 1, he, he says in chapter 5, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, through Jesus, we have peace with God. We're no longer his enemies. We're his friends. Or take a look at verse 2. Through whom we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Through Jesus, in other words, we have the certainty of heaven. Paul then moves on in the next few verses to spell out that it doesn't matter what's happening in life, God is working amongst us to make sure that we'll get to heaven. And then we read the classic in verse 8. Have a look at verse 8. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we're still sinners, Christ died for us. And then last Sunday we thought about verses 9 and 10 which say, since we've now been justified by his blood, well, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if when we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? See, through Christ Jesus, we're already justified, already reconciled. Our future salvation is guaranteed. We have peace with God, the love of God, the hope of the glory of God, and all of this has been given to us. And so Paul's conclusion is, not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, when we understand all that God has done for us, when we rightly comprehend God's grace, giving to us what we don't deserve, even though it cost him his life, when we latch onto this, we delight in God. We cannot stop at receiving all of God's goodness. We move on to, to joy, to, to rejoice in God, to delight in him. And so Paul says... Not only do we have all this, peace, love, hope, glory, but we also rejoice in God. And so no matter what else is happening in your life, you might be going through grief, struggle, trauma, job promotions. You might be having a great time on holidays, spending lovely times with family and friends. It doesn't matter what's happening. Nothing can take away what we have in Jesus Christ. And so in all circumstances, we can rejoice. We delight in God. But there are times when we don't, aren't there? Times when we get dragged down, unable to lift our eyes toward heaven, unable to see through the fog of our own lives, and so we fail to rejoice and delight in God. And why is that? Well, I think the answer is again right in front of us. Because if the reason that we do rejoice in God is because we rightly understand God and his grace toward us, well then the main reason that we don't rejoice in God will be because we don't properly understand God and his grace toward us. When we don't latch on to all of the goodness of God, when we distort his grace, when we don't give God the credit that he deserves, well then we'll fail to rejoice in him and delight in him. I'll give you a few examples. 
most obvious one first. And that is, you won't rejoice in God if you don't trust in him. If you don't trust God to make you at peace with him, if you don't think that Christ's death and resurrection can cleanse you of all your sin, if you're not relying on Jesus to save you, well, why would you rejoice in God? Does that sound like you? If it does, do you really want to turn your back on God in all his goodness? And like we thought about last week, do you really want to be crushed under the wrath of God? It's time. It's time to trust that God has done everything to make you able to stand in his presence. It's time to rely on Christ Jesus and his death and resurrection to save you. It is time. And you know it. But that might not be you. Uh, Here's a second example of misunderstanding God and his grace, which will mean that we don't rejoice in God. This example is the Christian. Uh, Definitely Christian. They know Christ's death and resurrection completely saves them. Uh, That because of Christ. Uh, they're completely acceptable in the sight of God, but they still try and do things to earn God's favour. They still work on a point system with God. That being good somehow makes them more acceptable with God. Does that sound like you? We can see it in ourselves when we only feel content about ourselves when we think we've done a good job of being good. Or we can see it in ourselves when we think that we deserve a better deal from life because we serve God. We can see it in ourselves when we won't start praying until we've done some good things. It's operating on a point system with God. It's as if we believe in Christ's death and resurrection in part, but but not in full. Jesus got us partway there, but we need to do things to finish off the job. He's made us mostly acceptable to God, but we need to keep topping things up. Now, we wouldn't say that, would we? We definitely wouldn't say it. But in subtle ways, we can find ourselves acting as if we believe it. And if we think and act as if we need to keep topping up Christ's work, well, then we're not going to rejoice in God, are we? Because for one, God hasn't done enough, and so what's there to rejoice in? And two, we're working so hard to try and force God to be happy with us, we can never pull it off. We just keep on sinning. And so our Christian life is one of frustration, not of joy. But this is the wrong way to think, isn't it? And we know it's the wrong way to think, but it's hard not to think like this. We know that God has done enough. In his death and resurrection, Christ Jesus has done everything to make us acceptable in his sight. And so we are free to enjoy God. We're free to serve God. We're free to rejoice in God because of Christ Jesus. The third example of why we don't rejoice in God is because we dwell too much on our own sin. Now, having an appreciation of our sin, that's healthy. Um, If uh, uh, if we're not aware of our sin, well, why would we cry out to God to save us? So having an appreciation of sin is healthy, but sometimes we can dwell in our sins so much that we think and act as if God hasn't dealt with them. But he has. That's the main point of Romans chapter 5. God has dealt with our sin. In his death and resurrection, Jesus Christ has washed our sins away. And so as Christians, we are horrified at our sin, and rightly so. But we move on to marvel at Christ Jesus, who died for sinners. 
So look in summary, when we focus on ourselves, we won't rejoice in God. But when we focus on God, we will. When we distort or empty what Christ has done for us, well, then we lose any reason we had to rejoice in God. But when we latch on to God and his goodness to us in Christ, when we rightly understand his, his establishment of peace between us and him, when we grasp God making us right with him, changing us from his enemies into his friends, when we believe in the salvation that he has won for us, the sure hope of the glory of God, when we trust in the Lord Jesus who has given us all these things, well, then we will delight in God. Then we will rejoice in him. But how? How do we rejoice in God? Well, it's a bit of a silly question, really, isn't it? Uh, there's no rules for how you delight in someone that's close to you. There's no rules in how you delight in God. You, you, you just do. It's not something you manufacture. It's not, manu- it's not mechanical. It's, it's delight. It's joy. It's rejoicing in God. And so what I'm about to say, it's not a rule. It's not a technique. It's more a comment on the way that we spend our time with people that we delight in and that we could do the same with our God when we spend time with him. So how can we rejoice in God? Well, we could think in terms of wasting time with God. So much of our lives, if not all of it, is determined by the clock, isn't it? Uh, We've got a schedule, it's tight, there's so much crammed into our days. Uh, One of the most common thoughts that runs through my head is, how am I going to get everything done today? And so we don't like it when uh, doing something unless it's got a purpose. Uh, We do things that we plan to do, things that get in the road, distractions to our schedules, well, they're frustrating and disappointing. We don't like wasting time. But when it comes to our closest friends, we could waste all day with them. We gladly put things off to be with them. When they come unannounced, they're always welcome. We delight in them. We rejoice in them. We waste time with them. So let's waste time with God. He's our Lord and Saviour. He's given us peace with himself, the forgiveness of our sins, the sure hope of the glory of God in the new creation. He's the Lord of heaven and earth who laid down his life for us. He's our glorious King and Friend. He's our delight and joy. So let's waste time with him. Let's spend time with God, not for a particular purpose, not to tick off something on our to-do list for the day, just spending time with God to spend time with God, wasting time with him, spending time with him because we want to, grabbing any spare moment we have to pray to him, looking for a chance to read some more of his wonderful word because we want to talk to him whenever we can. We want to know what he thinks and says and commands. Any chance we get, we'll spend time with God because he's our delight. We rejoice in God himself. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, man, this doesn't sound like me, and you're feeling a bit down on yourself, we need to remember that the key to rejoicing in God is to stop focusing on ourselves and instead to focus on God. We need to make a decision to consider Christ, not me to think of him and all that he has done for us. We dwell on God and not on ourselves and then rejoice in him. That's what Paul did. Think back to Romans chapter 5. First, Paul holds aloft some of the majestic things that God has done for us in Christ and then he said, not only so, 
but we also rejoice in God. Focus on God and so delight in Him. And then we'll sing out with Psalm 34 when it says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt the Lord together. Because we agree with Psalm 130 when it says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. So let's waste time with him. Let's rejoice in God. Because not only do we already have peace with God and the sure hope of heaven, not only do we already have forgiveness and friendship with God through Christ Jesus our Lord, not only is all this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray.